to Minute 125 of the Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast where we dig into the Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again to finish up this week is Lisa Leahy of the Critical Movie Critics and the Between the Scares podcast. Welcome back, Lisa. Thank you, Rob. I am much more relaxed now. I know this is a tense couple of minutes for the movie, but... I'm finally out of school for a little while, so I'm, I'm very relaxed. I am ready to talk movies with you. All right. Excellent. Sounds like fun. We're now discussing Minute 125, which starts with Frick deciding to make one final pass and goes all the way to the where Goff asks Soren to wait for him. As we've been discussing all week and on Escape Week on The Great Escape, <laughs> where basically almost all of the characters are escaping. I think Ashley Pitt is the only one who escaped last week. <laughs> If I remember correctly, I think everyone else, yeah, yeah, <laughs> everyone else, so. all, all seventy-six escapees have gotten out in this week. We haven't, it's we've only seen I think, eight of them, but still, you know, we'll we'll, we'll get that count uh, next week. This movie would be a lot longer if we had to watch everyone that's get true. out of that hole. That's very true. <laughs> I, I think they gave us they gave us a good enough of, of a gist of of how it works this week. You know, with which I think with we've which understood. Ones, you know that the, the the named actors don't need help, and the unnamed mm-hmm. actors are the are the ones where you know Hilks is going to pull them by the by the shirt and jab them in the stomach Ugh. with their with their suitcases or valises or or packages, whatever you want to call That's it. That's it. The higher up the cast list you are, the more graceful you are in That's getting right. out of that right. hole. That, that is great. <laughs> That's a great way of putting it. Basically, we ended yesterday's minute with hearing a thud. And looking around and trying to find Cavendish, even though he's standing right over him, and uh, and much. the lighting that the cinematographer of the movie has given us, we're not even talking about the the lighting in the real camp. I mean, obviously uh, it was complete, it's supposed to be completely dark, but you know, Daniel Fapp did a nice job of lighting this area where. I mean, this isn't Game of Thrones, Rob. We have to see something. Uh, that's true. That's true. Well, no, we, we did have at the beginning of the week some, some black moments, you know, completely pitch black. You're where right. We got to hear, you are right. You know, Danny and Lily talking. You know, we want to be able to see Frick's face and his, his eye movements as he's, you know, moving the flashlight back and forth <laughs> trying to find something. And for some reason, missing Cavendish, who's lying prone on the mm-hmm. ground. So then we get to see Griff once again downstairs waiting to get out of the, the tunnel, getting even more agitated than he was yesterday and oh. wanting to, to, to get out of here. And he... He basically, at this point, takes his his suitcase and starts hugging it. Yeah. Trying to figure out, okay, what am I supposed to do? Am I going to go up or not? And he decides, all right, I guess no one's telling me what not to, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go up and I'm gonna get I'm gonna ascend this ladder. Then we get to see the next shot, which oh. again, we are not able to establish if this really is 30 feet like it should be, because he gets through pretty quickly. But the, the cut is is done nicely. We see him, you know, take his suitcase and push it off to one side. His hand mm-hmm. comes out of the hole, and he pulls himself up. And apparently he's making, he, I mean, we don't hear him make any noise, but apparently he's making more noise than Cavendish did when uh, he dropped the seems that way. Because Frick quickly turns around, spots right. him, very quickly pulls out his gun. You know, he's, yeah, between, he's between, the guard is between the hole and the trees. He is stuck. Yeah, no question about that. Griff is in a lot of trouble. Frick then, what does he scream? He screams, hey. <laughs> He does. You know, he he forgot his German at the time and decided to so. say, "Hey." <laughs> and then what are you doing over there? And then Griff screams out, "Don't shoot!" and raises up his hands. Yep. And then Hilt, as we discussed earlier this week, Hilt is is completely selfless in many acts in this film. Here's another 
part where Steve McQueen gets to highlight his self selfness and runs out from the trees and also screams, "Don't shoot!" And he raises up his yeah, hand, which, which is actually quite clever from the perspective. I mean, it's 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 done in a very comical way, but but it's quite clever that he's basically distracting the guard. It doesn't really help Griff at all, but you know, he just screams, "Don't shoot!" And you know, Frick then turns around and is even more confused as to what he's supposed to be doing here. Well, it seems to me that "Don't shoot" is the new "I'm Spartacus." <laughs> You know, everybody says it. The guard isn't going to be aware of what to do. It's going to throw him off. I mean, because then, you know, uh, uh, Griff gets another chance. Goff gets, who is it? Goff, Griff. I keep mixing Griff, thank you. Gets another chance to do it because Frick takes a couple of shots at at Hilton. It's just like this odd moment where it should be scarier. It should be more tense, and it's almost comical again. Because because of the way that... that they're confusing the guard so much. The guard has no, no no idea what's going on. He just starts shooting in all directions. And it's it's amazing that he doesn't right. hit anybody. You know, he doesn't hit any of the German nope. guards. He doesn't hit any of the prisoners. You know, Seriously. Because he starts shooting out. And, you know, at this point, you know, Griff screams out once again, don't shoot, don't shoot. And complete chaos. Yep. You know, and I, 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 we've discussed like, how fake this whole area looks. And, <laughs> and this is even better because at this point, Cavendish is able to get up and grabs his package and runs out. And we see Mac running in the background and we see Roger running in the background. You know, on this little set, you know, you get to see them. They just, you know, Serge just probably just told his actors, just Scattering. go back and forth. <laughs> you know, make it, make it look even more, you know, uh, more confusing. Do whatever mm-hmm. you can. And the searchlight comes by. And stuff like yep. that, and they, they 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 just do it great. It's just a lot of it's it's a problem for me to even say this, but but it's it's actually it shouldn't be comical, and it is, right? You know, you want to be laughing at something like this. You want to be more concerned for the characters, and you know, not not be sure of of what their fates are going to be at this mm-hmm. point. But you know, Frick just is shooting all in every direction. You know, he's in the Wild West, shooting back and forth. You know, you got Hiltz running back and forth. You got Mac and Roger running back and forth. You have the searchlights going, everything. Completely chaos. Uh, no question about yep. it. And uh, once again, Griff raises up his hands in surrender. He, he knows he's, he's... He's caught. He's done for. Yeah, he's not going to be able to... He's not going to be able to outrun nope. him. Again, as we mentioned, he's the tailor. That's it. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not as physically fit... Correct. ...as everyone else. But but on the other hand, you do need to take into consideration that, just like everyone else, he's, he's, a, he's a pilot. You know, got shot down somehow. You know, he could be... That he has a similar story to to Blythe, mm-hmm. you know that you know he's someone who is an auxiliary, you know, in an, some sort of auxiliary job, and is trying to help, you know, went up on a on, on a joyride with someone and you know got shot right. down. That that is possible, okay. but you never know. I mean, he he doesn't really fit the mold of looking at someone and saying, okay, this is a guy who was one of the top pilots in the RAF or something like that. Right. Yeah, sure. He, he doesn't give off that perception. He doesn't have the patience for it. You know, you think about how he was acting at the bottom of that ladder, waiting to get, you know, back out into the the open air. And he's he's just not a guy who has that. Uh, oh, I don't even know what you would call it. Just that that control over his own anxieties. Yeah, that's true. And again, you, you he doesn't seem to fit in with everybody else. With you know the persona of okay, these are all heroes. Yes, he's doing something that that is that is very very important. You know, he's he's definitely someone who helped out. Come on, look at look at all of the the uniforms that he was able to create, and right. you know, and and he was able to create hats for everybody. <laughs> yeah, so and, and transforming them into civilian looking mm-hmm. clothes. You know, he's he's great at doing that. You know, he just doesn't look like a fighter pilot. <laughs> it it makes me wonder 
what what his profession really is. Who knows? We'll never he's know. He's the guy who gets caught. He's, I was just about to say, he's the guy who, who, who knows how to raise up his hands and say, I, 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 don't, don't shoot. shoot. <laughs> don't shoot. Don't shoot. And then we get a shot inside of the tunnel where we see Goff and Sarn yeah. who were waiting patiently to be the next ones out, which, you know, in the aftermath of all this, the two of them are probably quite happy that that never came right? to be. <laughs> Even though they probably spent some time in the yeah. No. And then Sarn screams down the, the tunnel, get off, we're coming Hold back. back. <laughs> Clear out. And the music here is weird. It's like this triumphant music. It doesn't match exactly. up. It's so odd. But because it's triumphant music for, for the Germans, Germans, I guess. Yeah, we've changed allegiance. I mean, what's happening? I don't. I don't know if it's changing allegiance, <laughs> but it's the idea of, of all <laughs> trying to keep a level playing field. Yes. You know, and we get a shot of, of uh, Griffith once again with his arms raised up with Frick on him, and lots of yes. guards running out in, into the yep. courtyard trying to, to find out, trying to figure out what's going on. You know, they, these guys were all on yep. alert, and they give us a great shot of of the the inside mm-hmm. tunnel. Where you just see all of these guys, just, just it's 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 like one of those clown car jokes. Oh, that's for sure. Just you one know, after the other after the other. Just one after the other, just running, jumping out of there as quickly as possible. I mean, you you see how many of them just quickly come out, and they're they're all able to get out before Strachwitz comes in, you know, holding his uh, you know his machine gun. And it's interesting that they knew exactly where the tunnel was coming from. You know, how did he know so point. quickly that? That that's where the tunnel is. That is a is. really good point. <laughs> Make it in there quick. Yeah. So I, I guess he wasn't really, you know, sleeping that 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 soundly. If he was able to get you so quickly, you know, because you have the the alarms blaring and you have oh, guys coming out. And yeah. Some of them come out quick. Yeah. Some of them come out quicker than others. You know, one of them he he pushes uh, to the side mm-hmm. with the gun. We hear lots of shooting on the outside, and it, it's just a great shot the way they do it. They they and the editing it really is amazing because they're quickly switching between all of them. And then we get, once again, we get to see Saren and Goff in one of the stations along the way. And Goff goes, oh boy, there's a hell of a lot of shooting going on up there. That's for sure. It's like such a crazy line. Yeah. I mean, I've mentioned numerous times that Goff is basically the, the main extra here. He doesn't really have anything to do. So they every so often throw him a line to, 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 to throw out here. Uh, just, uh, I mentioned uh, about the pseudo-sequel to this movie, you know, The Great oh. Escape 2, The Untold Story. The actor who plays Goff Judd Taylor was actually the director of that movie. Oh my goodness! Yes. So he's so, to blame. No. What do you mean to blame? <laughs> I don't know. It I don't know how I feel wasn't about a that. bad movie. No. <laughs> no. All right. <laughs> and you know, it, it, I love the fact that that they're in the middle of this this way of getting out of this escape, and the two of them are having this discussion. You know, the two of them are just just talking Static. as they're going through. <laughs> Everything's normal. Oh, I guess we're going back now. <laughs> yeah. And then Soren goes, so you think they've been shooting them one by one if they've been coming like, that's out? That's the craziest line. Like, and then he's like, well, we would have heard that. I mean, like. Well, maybe not because they didn't hear, you know, everyone screaming into the tunnel or when they're in the tunnel. I guess. So, yeah, that's true. <laughs> maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe there's, there's sound issues. I guess so. The acoustics of the tunnel. Yeah, goes, yeah we, we, we would have heard it. <laughs> You know, they they pull pull really fast on this trolley. Thorin gets on it, and he basically says, he screams pull, meaning someone's waiting for him on the other end. You know, he, he doesn't really care that anyone can hear him at this right. point. Well, they know they're there. And then Goff's, wait for me. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> meaning, wait for me. 
Meaning, <laughs> meaning, if if you know if they're shooting everyone, they might as well shoot us together. Yep. And and they just do it in such a great way. I mean, this is this is a great way for them to to sum up this entire escape itself by by doing it in a on the one hand in a serious fashion, but on another hand, on the other hand, making it a little more comedic. In, in how they do it. And I mean, that, that's been part of the tone for the whole thing. You've got guys who have escaped repeatedly. You know, like you've got this, you've got guards who are guarding escape artists and you've got these failed attempts up to this point where they're kind of like, oh yeah, well, you got me this time. Okay, back to the cooler I go. You know, like it's sort of this weird understanding on both sides where this is just one more failed attempt, and they're kind of like, oh, well, guess you got me. Okay, back to the cell I go. Not the cell, the uh, the hut. The, you know, the cooler, it's, it's, the cooler. The cooler, yeah. Well, I mean, how big is this cooler? Is there enough room for all of them? <laughs> well, one of the things that Goff and Hiltz mentioned at earlier, earlier in the movie is that they have a very big cooler expecting a lot of people to come in. But I, I think at one point we tried to figure out how many cells there were, and maybe there's four or five. Okay. You know, it doesn't look like it's that big. Right. But apparently bigger than what, what they were expect what they had beforehand. Now, I mean, we, we mentioned earlier about the fact that, you know, the way that they were all coming out of the hole. You know, I mentioned the mm-hmm. fact, I, I stated that it sounded like clowns, you know, coming out of the clown car type of thing. Clown car. But the music in that in that part of the scene actually makes it seem as if we're, we're watching a circus. Yes, it's true. <laughs> uh, because the the tone of the music is a very circusy type of tone. Yep. I wonder. I, I wonder if Bernstein was trying to get that with that. You know, with that particular scene. I think so. It's very possible. I think yeah. so. He's good at what yeah. he does. Now, in in the original story, after uh, the, what the Germans did was, is they actually sent one of the guards down through the tunnel himself. You know, from the other end. Oh, interesting. To try and flush him yeah. out. Yeah. Down the hole. And apparently, and gotcha. apparently, he got stuck. Because he got scared, and you know, wasn't wasn't too happy there. Oh. So yeah, that that I just found that very funny, and yep. they, they they never mentioned anything of that, obviously. Yeah, fits with the tone. Would have fit yeah, in. Maybe, but I don't know. They could have sent Frack in. They could have. <laughs> Frack is a, the hole. They could have sent Frack. <laughs> right. To let that joke really get killed by the end yeah. of this. Week. No, and at one point, <laughs> at one point, one of the the prisoners says that that I heard someone behind me. <laughs> You know, like like it would have been Goff being the last guy, and he says that, that he heard someone right. coming out behind him. <laughs> right. I mean, they they, awesome. they mentioned in the book who the guys were that 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 didn't make it out. You know that that or that had to come out of the the tunnel. That you know, failed, the failed part of, of the tunnel exactly. You know, the fact that 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 the the cars got stuck there is is pretty funny. Crazy. Now that we've first of all, do you have anything else you want to say about this minute? No. This is this is a pretty good set of minutes. I'm happy yeah. I got to hang out with you this week. No, very cool. Me too. You want to tell me any thoughts you might have about the movie at all? I mean, this is again, as as I said, you are one of the only guests that I've had that has never seen the movie before. Mm-hmm. Sitting down to 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 watch this, and you know, you have the perspective of someone who watched the minutes out of context, and then yep. seeing them in context context through the whole movie so what, what's your uh, impression of that i mean it's it was a cool way of doing it i i make no secret of the fact that i don't watch movie trailers uh before i see films and so i certainly you know i knew of the great escape i knew what it was but i didn't know a lot of the detail to it like i knew there was this you know steve mcqueen 
motorcycle jump that's coming up in later weeks for you. And I knew that, you know, there's this element of a, a whole bunch of people in this true story. And that was kind of it. Um, <laughs> somewhat embarrassingly, I guess, my closest connection to this was the Simpsons episode. <laughs> um, oh, we've, we've discussed course. that. So yes. it's the a Streetcar Named Marge episode. Um, mm -hmm. So being an yes. English teacher, of course, I've shown that episode in class because I've teach A Streetcar Named Desire. And so we get these edges of other pop culture and you get that moment from the daycare, um, obviously referencing this film where you've got Maggie trying. And did you know the reference? I did. I knew what it was. Um, and hearing the music now, it's just like, oh, God, all I can think about is Maggie and the Pacifier. And I'm like, this is terrible, this classic track. And I go to the Simpsons before I go to the actual source. Um, but yeah, like and I can, ex I've been able to explain to my students. Now what I need to do now is now that I've seen the film, go back and see just how much I've missed uh, because I was aware of the reference, but I wouldn't have been able to fully explain it. Uh, what I was always mm -hmm. able to explain outside of a streetcar named desire was the uh, Hitchcock and the birds reference. <laughs> So that is the stuff I always glommed onto with my students. So um, I'm looking forward now to kind of going back and really understanding that episode properly. Um, but, you know, I, I, a product of pop culture. And I tell my students one of the side effects of having me as a teacher is that you understand pop culture references better. So I, I just. That's a good thing, I think isn't it? so. I mean, they. Okay. I think so too. I'm, I'm a big fan absolutely. of Absolutely. I mean, they think English is just all boring books and stuff they don't want to read, but I mean, I'm throwing all kinds of random things at them as often as possible. So, um, you know, I also am not a fan of a happy ending, so I throw all the weird things at them as often as I can. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting to, to be so aware of a film, but still be so unfamiliar with it. If that track. I mean, was it was there a reason why you were never interested in, in seeing what this was about? If you've heard of the movie and you've seen, you know, if you're, if you're teaching street, streetcar yep. named Desire every single year uh, or every other year, I don't know how, how that works with you, but whatever. But, yeah. you know, you, you've seen the references. What made me so... not get to the movie? I don't I don't have a good answer for it. You know, I talk about how on the Sib list, my brother and I each have our own personal list of doom and movies that we don't want to watch. Um, this is not one of them. It wasn't something I was willfully avoiding. It was just a movie I never quite got to. It's entirely possible that when I sat down to watch a film, I have um, pop charts, uh, fill in filmography on my wall. And it's, you know, 15 movies you have to see. And of course, this is one of them. And it's been a blank box, a blank circle just staring at me forever. Um, the only thing I can think of is that when I sit down to watch a movie, I go, I want to watch something that's this long. Um, but it's not, did it feel long when you watched I it? I had to watch it in two sittings, but that was because of, um, timing. I started watching it, uh, at night and then it was like, you know, being a school teacher, sometimes I can't make it very late. So I made it into about an hour and then I watched the rest of it before, uh, we started recording. So, um, ah, well, had you, had you asked me, I would have told you where to stop because the, when, when they put this out on, when it was on TV and they had it in mm -hmm. two nights and also on in the video cassette where it was split up into two two Where cassettes, is it split? They always it's split right after Ives is shot. Oh wow. Hilt says, Let me know what you need, I'm going out to Oh wow. And that's where they stopped it. Which is like that's the intermission spot. You know, so anyone anyone listening to this if you're thinking of 
splitting the movie at some point to, to show it to someone that you think will enjoy it, but you need to split it. That's the God, what a place uh, essential to stop. point where you split Oof. it. Um, yeah, I like to joke with my students, you know, uh, <laughs> I was, I, you know, grew up with VHS tapes and sort of thing. And I was working at Blockbuster when Titanic was released. So I like to tell my students, it's like, you know, you've got the two tapes for the Titanic VHS. You just start with the second one. Cause that's when all the chaos happens. And that's when the ship breaks apart. You don't have to bother with the love story. Um, but that, that's, all right, I, I disagree with you on that one. Cause I, I, I love the whole movie. Oh, see, it is a good movie. It is a Titanic, quality Titanic's film. one of my favorites. It is a quality film. I did see it in the theater. I was very proud of myself. I made it through the whole thing without crying, but then I got to the end and he's waiting for her at that damn clock. And that was it. The floodgates opened. Um, yeah. no, I, I, I didn't cry when I saw it, but I also, I, I, for some reason I was, how old was I when, when it came out in, it came out in 97. So I was 23 okay. and I actually saw it with my mother. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's nice. So, you know, she, she came to visit me and we said, Oh, let's go see a movie. Oh, there's this movie Titanic that everyone's talking about. Yep. Let's go see it. And I'm like, okay, no problem. Yeah. yeah she's paying. Yeah. <laughs> See, we went with, I went with a whole bunch of school friends. So we were about 18 at the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a bunch of us being wise asses in the, the line, like, hey, I hear, you know, spoiler alert, the ship sinks at the end. You know, this is what happens when you graduate high school and you act like an idiot which, in public. Which reminds me of that Simpsons reference when uh, Marge and Homer are on their first date. Where they go. Oh, see, help me. Where they go see it's the Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> and then he's walking, walking out. And they're walking past the line of people waiting to go into the, the next people. showing. And he goes, oh, oh yes. who would have believed that Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's father? Ah, oh, thanks a lot, God. buddy. <laughs> oh, I killed him. I do. It's funny, too, because my whole thing with the trailers, I don't even watch trailers, let alone spoilers. Right. No, I, I, oh, I try and stay away from spoilers with movies. And I also don't yes. watch trailers unless I know that it's like six months till the movie's supposed to come out. Then I'll watch it. Oh, I still won't do it. I'll watch it because by the time it comes out, I've seen so many other movies I've forgotten, you know. Yeah, see, I don't. I've got a good visual memory, so I will literally sit in the movie theater with my eyes shut. I'm that weirdo. Um, And I'll tell you, my God, it's just the amount of time with the pandemic, with the movies had been pushed forward. I mean, they they were advertising. Ghostbusters is my favorite movie, so the Ghostbusters Afterlife film. Like, they were running that thing hard. That was real hard to stay on blackout for. And the Candyman movie was real hard to stay on blackout for. But, you know, I succeed. I succeed at it. It's You put your mind to it, and I see nothing. I read nothing until I sit in that theater and watch cool. it for the very first time. Sounds like fun. So that was a weird tangent. Of- hey, that's what this is for. We're supposed <laughs> to be so talking about this. Away. Thing, so. No, that's fine. You can you can go from Candyman to, to – to, or from Great Escape to Candyman. I will bring horror in wherever I can. <laughs> sure. Why not? Why not? You know, are there any uh, World War II prison camp horror movies? <laughs> God, probably, but I, Besides, I'm not... Besides uh, Surf Nazis Must Die or something like that? <laughs> there yeah. is... Wait, there is a movie called Dead Snow. And it's like zombie Nazi prison things. <laughs> I, I think someone got me to watch that once. I oh, think so. Terrible. I, if if it's what I saw, I would agree. Yeah, awful. What did you say? Snow Nazis? Dead, no, I think it's Dead Snow. It's been a while. Dead Snow. We're both looking it up. Of course, of course. You have to. That's what yep, you have to do. Yep, Dead Snow. From 2009. One. Yep. Yes, Nazi I saw zombies. it. I liked it a little more than I would think 
I I liked it more than I would think I would I have liked it. I think it's one of those movies where if you know you're going into it and it's meant to be terrible, you you have more fun with it. Right. You see, I'm, I'm not a horror person, but I do like well, zombie movies. there you movies, go. So, you know, there you go. Exactly. All right. Anything else you want to say to this movie? On that note, I feel like you shouldn't allow me to say anything else about anything. No. <laughs> never. Never, Lisa. I'm leaving it on Christmas Eve. I'm talking about zombies in the snow. I mean... What what's more, you know, we're in the holiday season here, and I guess that's the way we're gonna end it. Die hard, die hard. There you go. Yes, yes. <laughs> Not exactly. Christmas. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go watch Die Hard now. Hans drops from the tower. <laughs> exactly. So you want to once again tell people how they can get in touch with you? Absolutely. I would love for you to check out the Behind the Scares podcast, where my friend Jason Soto and I are watching every film that Jason Bloom and or Bloomhouse Productions have produced. Uh, thank God we've gotten into the horror films. When we started, my goodness, it was pretty atrocious. Uh, but there's that. And then my brother Mark and I, we like to go through some movies and yammer at each other as we've been doing our entire lives. So now you get to listen in on it. And we watch, um, we talk about it in a podcast called The Sib List, S-I-B-L-I-S-T. So check that out. Both are available on Rabbit Hole Productions. Very cool. All right, so you can go rate, review, and subscribe on any podcatcher that you might be using to listen to this show. You can visit our Facebook group, The Cooler. Our email address is thegreatminute at gmail.com. Our website is thegreatescapeminute.com. And our Twitter account is greatescapemxm. Thank you, Lisa, for joining us this week. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. Have a great weekend, everybody. And see you on Monday. Tally ho. Tally ho. 